I'm Wes Shank, the host of the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. We hope you'll enjoy our discussions on renewable energy and the products that make that possible. Thank you for downloading our podcast, and we hope you'll subscribe. All right, David. I sound like I'm about to die today, <laughs> so I'm going to have to let you do a lot of the talking. <laughs> it's, that won't be difficult at all, will it? <laughs> That's not too hard. Not too hard. So let's talk about charge controllers. We've we've bounced all over all over the other parts of uh, an installation. One of the key components that I understand, which doesn't mean anything, on both a solar and and a wind installation is going to be a charge controller, right? Correct. What's a charge controller do, other than obviously control the charge? Right? There you go. I was going to say the name call the name calls it all. Uh, it is just regulating the amount of charge into the batteries. So it is, a, it is a battery power, it is a battery charger powered by wind or solar energy. It, it's like if you plug your battery charger, your 120 into the wall socket and charge your batteries, there's power coming from the wall through a control charger, a battery charger, and going into the battery bank. So the same thing is true with a charge controller. It does the same thing. It is just allowing battery, it's allowing energy to pass through it and then shutting it off when the batteries have had enough, so to speak. When the batteries, the controller says, the batteries have 14.4 volts on a 12 volt system. That's enough, that's full, that's capacity. That's as much as it can hold. But now in the example you're given, it doesn't convert, no, right? It doesn't it's strictly it monitoring is, for. It is only running it through. That's right. It's only running it through. So, if you're on a on a basic charge controller, a PWM or a bulk charge controller, it's giving the whatever voltage that you're supplying it. It is going directly through to that battery bank. So, if I'm in a 12 volt bank, I need to have a 12 volt charger and then a 12 volt source feeding that charger. There again. When I say 12 volts, I'm just I'm giving nominal numbers. Of course, like we told you before, your amount of voltage coming in has to be higher than the battery bank is, or it cannot charge. I mean, it, it goes back to the, uh, you know, if I have 50 pounds of pressure and 50 pounds of pressure, and I'm going to send it through a line, I can't. I'm just equal. Right. Uh, Basic have, idea on electricity right. is is the same as plumbing. That's correct. The same as a, same as water transfer. If I have 50 gallons of water in tank A and 50 gallons of water in tank B and I connect them with the hose, they're going to stay at 50 gallons. They're going to stay yeah. at 50, 50 gallons. But if I have 60 gallons in a 50-gallon tank, it's going to get to the point. Uh, and if I constantly keep feeding it to 60 gallons, then it's just going to constantly keep running the next one up higher and higher. Trying so, to seek equilibrium. Right. It's it? just trying to seek equilibrium. That's right. You know, so... Uh, so that's that's what a charge controller is doing is it's letting that run through and then when it gets to a certain point it's stopping that saying okay they're done they're they're full they can't take anymore uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the amount of I'm gonna stop the power that is being produced by your solar or your wind energy and I'm just gonna stop it it's not there's no more energy gonna go into the batteries now there's a little bit of a not a little bit there's a lot of difference between a wind charge controller and a solar charge controller. All right, what's, what's uh, the deal there? So a solar charge controller, when you hook up a, a PWM, there again, even a bulk 
uh, charge controller or a uh, or MPPT, what it's doing when it sees the battery voltage is, is at at its fullest, just in the controller alone, it just says stop. It just that the energy stops there, uh, and it doesn't open up and let it produce any more power to the batteries, and nothing is affected. That that no, no battery no no electricity builds up in the panel and destroys the panel because it's backing up no fire you know it doesn't create fire because there's too much heat you know too much energy trying to burst through the other side type of deal it just it just stops so it's uh so it's a relatively simple uh process i mean it's uh as far as installing one it's relatively simple so you know that that's that's your solar charge controller we don't have to divert anything. That's, we don't have to divert anything on a solar charge controller. Now, on a wind charge controller, for our wind turbines, you constantly have to keep our turbine under load. You do not want to let it go into free spin mode. Free spin mode means that it's it's able to spin as fast as it wants. It's, it's free spinning. There's nothing holding it back. So if you have a 40-mile-an-hour wind, that thing is going to, it's going to hum. I mean, it's, going to, it's really going to get overspeeded. And here's the problem with that: there's bearings inside. There's there's, you know, there's there's still electricity being made inside. It's just not being sent anywhere. So unfortunately, it starts causing excessive heat. Uh, and after a period of time in free spin mode, it could cause catastrophic failure in the turbine. It could cause it to literally melt down and the core melt down inside. Once it does that, no longer produces electricity. You know the the copper core uh, melts down, so to speak, so so wires burn, uh, and uh, you know you're not going to see a raging fire on your tower or anything, but it's just it's no longer going to produce. The charge controller then that we use, and and there's many different ones you can use. We we manufacture our own. We sell other ones. We sell the HVAD, the HVAM, the midnight controller, and the outback controller, the MPPT. They can be used as a wind. Uh, controller, so long as it's the correct model, uh, they can be. But they takes a lot of uh, the novice can't just go put that in. Uh, he has to have a little bit more knowledge. He has to know how to program a wind curve into it. He knew, you know, he's going to have to have a little bit of. Uh, now that's something that that now he tell can me see more and about learn. That. So what what does that mean? So you have a wind curve, and the wind curve uh, would just state there's a 16 point wind curve, uh, and it's just like just what I said. It's a little literal curve, an upward curve. No, so still lost. What do you mean? Okay, so so the wind curve would be this at at 12 volts, or at 13 volts, I would program. And at 13 volts, I'd program my midnight controller. And this is just numbers I'm making up right now. 13 volts. I would say I want it to give it one amp. I want it at, when it gets to 13 volts. I want it to give one amp to the battery bank. At 14 volts, it's always an upward curve, so it's always rising. At 14 volts, I want it to give 1.5 amps. 15, I want 2. 16, I want 2.5. So on and so forth, till I get to a 16-point wind curve. So when it's hitting that, every time it hits that, it's giving that amount of electricity to the battery bank. Now, an MPPT is going to always be looking at that battery bank and seeing what the you know seeing what it needs. So let's just say that uh, the batteries are really close to full. Let's say they're about 98% full. No matter what your wind curve said, let's just say you're up there in that 22 and you're up there around 10 amps. Well, 
it's the MPPT is going to say no, it doesn't need 10 amps anymore. We're in we're in float mode, trickle charge. Most most people would know it as trickle charge. So on your old battery chargers, you have the two amp trickle charge. That's topping your batteries off. That's taking it to the last little bit and really getting in the full. You know, that's really getting those batteries. So to that's full. like when the when the uh, when you're filling up your tank with gas, it yep. starts to slow down. We don't want to. That's right. We don't want to keep wanna, going full blast. We don't want to. Yeah, because you the, you hold it down and it doesn't have that automatic kickoff on it. You get gas all over your shoes and all of a sudden yeah. the car. So we want to start slowing it down. Let it let it absorb that. You know. So so an MPPT does have that. That's what they have. It has a bulk stage. It has an absorption stage. And then we have float stage. So so the MPPT knows, hey, we're getting closer to full. We're getting up around 80%. Let's start slowing that amperage down. Let's not just give it everything we got. Let us start topping it off. And then the float stage comes in at the very end and says, okay, let's just go ahead and click it a little bit. And let's just tap, top it off. Let's just give the uh, fill the glass the rest of the way full. Tap, tap, tap. Because in a battery bank, we've, talked, we've had a discussion on batteries before here. In a battery bank, you've got to realize again, we, since we'd only draw our batteries down to half, if I'm using a bulk charge and it can only really truly get my batteries up to about 85%, and I can only use the half, I only have 35% of my battery I can use on a daily basis. That's a huge, that's a huge difference. That's 30% of my battery I can't use anymore. So now then I've got to add more batteries with an with a inferior charge controller. I've got to add more batteries to this whole system just to get my full potential to get because we can't we're always in that right we're in that top range we're trickle charging right. and we right. gotta that's right so as an mppt i can use all 50 percent of that every day you know i mean i'm getting up there so so i can have and again a, are we back to cost back to cost but there again you know now we've just did the trade-off you know everything's a trade-off in life i mean you, you know you want, well, so what are we talking dollar wise what's the trade-off dollar trade-off wise? dollar wise you're talking a a bulk charger going to be a good a decent one is going to be two hundred dollars or an mppt is going to be five hundred dollars so if i have in a 12 volt system but then you're talking buy about two more batteries to say your batteries are the trade-off there, there you go i'm i was cheaper just to go ahead and buy the mppt and save all my batteries. And not only that, the MPPT is just doing a better job. It's gonna and, and it's gonna it's gonna increase the longevity of your batteries as well. The longevity of your other batteries, your your right. less batteries anyway. Right. Less batteries and you're gonna increase the life of them. So overall the MPPT definitely is the is the superior controller. I mean it just is. There with anything superior, it's got typically the, the most cost because it's because it is not only just superior, it has a lot more involved programming a lot more a lot more gumption in it i guess is what you would say so but you have to be careful on mppt because then it can only go to a certain voltage and after that you can destroy the controller well if our turbine can rev up to 200 volts and it can only take 100 volt or 150 volts i have to somehow now slow that voltage down the newest product that that why it's designed for us is called the vrd voltage reducing device i mean it's, that's what it stands for so it's put in line between the charge controller and the and the turbine. So if the turbine revs up past 150 to the VRD, the VRD automatically starts slowing it down, and it keeps it down below that range. And so it will never damage your midnight controller or your outback controller. It'll never damage that. It's it's going to slow it down so it doesn't overvolt that because 
on a midnight and, a, and an outback, it has tons of storage data and it will automatically always save the highest voltage that it's ever read. So if you have a warranty issue and you send it back in and it reads 180 volts and it's a 150 volt controller, you're voided your warranty, you're done. They're, they're gonna say you, you overvolted it. So that is a very, you know, there's a lot of people that, that run them without VRDs and, and there's other people that make them as well, but, but you, ha you really need to keep that voltage down uh, on an MPPT, you want to keep it in range, uh, because this is why this, here, and this is the reason why. I'm not just going to tell you you need to keep it down because we're trying to sell more products. Here's why: one, I just told you the warranty. Two, if it goes above 150, the midnight has a protection in it, so it doesn't maybe break your midnight, but it, your midnight goes into resting mode, and so when it goes into resting mode, your free span says. There's no load. I'm going into free span and it takes off. And it's never going to slow down because now it's producing extremes amount of voltage, way over what it just put it in the resting mode on. And until you go and unplug it away and reset it, it's just going to sit there in free spin mode. So if this isn't a, a place that you're not there every day and can't watch that every day, you know, you might come back to, to a totally destroyed turbine. You really need to make sure on an MPPT you're keeping under. And the same way on uh, on any charge controller. So we we designed some of our own charge controllers here. Uh, have a lot of the ones we've designed here. Most of them are bulk chargers, but they do great for wind because they're well. So can you can you get charge controller that works for both? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be uh, uh, we we design one that does both. Uh, it's a it's a relay based system. It's using a mechanical relay through a, a brain controller, uh, and that brain controller operates through the mechanical relay, tells it to open and close, when to, when to allow voltage to go through, when to dump voltage out so it can keep that, when to divert load, basically, so when it knows to keep that turbine under, under load. Uh, so it's, it's diverting power out so it has a place for the power that the turbine's producing to go. It's, it's giving it a place, it's giving it an out. You know, it's given it a place to go to. So, so the charge controller is what decides to divert. That's right. It tells whether or not to divert. Uh, there's many controllers on the market. The Xantrax controller does the same thing. Uh, it's only a diversion controller. So there again, it's just reading the one of when it gets to a certain voltage, whatever you programmed in it. When it gets to that voltage, it'll say divert the power. You know, it'll just divert power right out of it. Uh, uh, so a mechanical base relay is going to have a, a clicking noise on it when it opens. You know, so three or four times a day you may hear it click open and then click close. You know, nothing major, uh, but the solid state, the solid state relay, with it you can do a PWM, pulse okay. with modulation. All right, let me ask you, what are the major differences between a mechanical and a solid state? I mean, again, are we just talking price here, or no, is there? No, mechanical. Mechanical is exactly what I, what I just, what it says. It's mechanical. There's operating. There's a. There's a. So is there an application aside. for one in, in the right? The Sol, solid state is typically used in solar, because solid state is either giving power or it's not giving power. It just it's allowing power to go across it or not. Uh, you know, that's all it's doing. So unfortunately, on a wind turbine, this giving different voltages and giving high voltage for a minute and then backing off because the wind dies down and then revving back up because the wind gust comes back through. 
the solid state has a harder time keeping up with that. Whereas the relay, the mechanical base relay, they're the workhorse of the of the uh, you know they can kind of do anything. You can kind of throw anything at them you want, and they're just going to keep on working like they're supposed to. You know, so long as you don't over over amp them, so long as you don't give too many amps pushed through them, they're just going to keep working. They're just going to open and close and open and close, and they're going to do now. Like I've told you, that some people have that they don't want to hear the opening and closing of the relay, you know, because there is, there again, a clicking noise that goes along with it. If it's in a, you know, typically this is not in your living room, so yeah. it really is not a, an issue anyway. But some people like the solid state relay. Like I said, so bolt controllers are, just like I told you, they're, they're just sending all the power they're making. They're never slowing it down. They're never slowing down to absorption, and they're never slowing down to float charge. They're just... If it's making power, it's giving everything it's got all the time to the batteries. Now, what's a what's a typical life on a on a mechanical or a mechanical relay? You typically see anywhere from anywhere from five to five to eight years out of it. About the lifespan about the lifespan of a battery. Uh, they're very inexpensive to change out. Very easy to change out. Solid state similar or does solid it... state is pretty similar. You know that's uh, that's pretty similar. Pulse when you when you put them at the pulse with modulation controller they're probably going to increase the life to about 10 to 12. A midnight controller or a, an MPPT most of the time you're going to be seeing anywhere from 15 to 15 to 20 years out of one of those. They're pretty uh, they're pretty robust but they're just a different controller. I mean it's just overall you know it's just a different controller that's running through it. Got a lot of protections in them. So now uh, we also have a controller that we that we have manufactured for us. It's called the HVAD and the HVA and they're uh they're a wind and solar hybrid controller. They can run wind and solar at the same time through them. They can do 120 amps of wind continuously and 100 amps of solar continuously at the same time. They can surge Wow. They can surge 240 amps of wind and they can surge 200 amps of, of uh, solar. So the total surge capacity is 440 amps is the total surge capacity on those. So they're very robust. Uh, the HVAD is the newest one they have out. It's an all-digital controller. All the programming is digital. Uh, it has a lot of meters in it that the old ones did not. They have a. Uh, uh, they will tell you the how many watts the solar is producing at any given time, how many watts the the turbine is producing at any given time, and that's a big a big thing for somebody that's living off grid. They they need to know what their stuff is producing. You know we we were talking to Sam at a different episode, and you know if you're if you're off-grid and you're living from the power that you're producing and you're out there and the wind's blowing good that day and the sun's shining bright that day that may be the day you say hey listen i'm producing my batteries are full and i'm producing way more wattage than than my batteries would ever need if i go rush run the typical i'm going to go run my saws today i'm going to go run the big stuff today you know i'm going to go i'm going to go turn the pump on and fill my 500 gallon tank you know, that's the days that you do that. So that's a really important deal. That new HVAD, it, it does all that. Uh, we've had great luck with them so far. They're, uh, uh, they're a fabulous controller. We sell it just as a controller. We sell it, we do a lot of work here and, and do a lot, make a lot of custom boards. I say custom boards, they're a, they are a, a board that we build. Yeah, we did we did a podcast on those. Right, actually. and uh, yeah, and so we, we it's just kind of everything you need all in one board. It's all in one. I mean, that's an all in one board. So that that's a great that's been a great asset to us for uh, giving another uh, another option to the to the consumer, and it's just been a great 
a great uh, a great controller for us. Uh, like anything, you know, you on a charge controller, you're getting what you pay for. You know, you're going to get. You know, you yeah, you might go find a uh, uh, an off brand charge controller somewhere, an MPPT, and it costs half. Well, but this is one of those things. This is but. You're gonna get half the you're gonna get half the life out of it. You're gonna get and maybe get, get a lot less than that. Two months down the road, that thing shuts down and destroys your batteries. Yeah, you're. The, I mean, your half just char- just cost you a whole lot of money. Well, and that's like yeah. what we talked about last week when we talked about cables. You know, you could you could put an inferior cable on there, and it would work. Right. It might it might burn up your cables, but it probably is not gonna do any damage. An inferior charge controller can do tremendous can do a whole damage. lot of damage. So yeah. you want to make sure. Yeah. And a thing to do, you've got to remember on charge controllers, even though some of them are internally have protections in them, most charge controllers on the market, they'll want you to have a, a breaker before the controller and a breaker after the controller. So, so if there's a surge from the solar or from the wind uh, that was way more amperage than it could hold, it would throw the breaker first. You know, it saved that charge controller. In the same way, if something from the battery bank was to try to backfeed all of a sudden and, and throw back up into the controller, that, that breaker in there, it's going to stop that. It's going to stop that surge back in. So uh, midnight, can, midnight Solar, they require it for warranty purposes. They require you to be protected on both sides. And, and we recommend that you be protected on both sides, you know, with uh, a breaker or a fuse, uh, depending on... Uh, what the consumer likes if they like breakers or fuses. The MPPT is the superior controller. M- PWM, pulse width modulation, is the the second best controller out on the market, and then you have the, the bolt controller. Uh, MPPT stands for maximum power point tracking. So it's looking at the battery bank, and it's gonna suck as much power as it can out of those panels or it's just going to suck a little out of those panels. It's going to it's going to do m- the maximum that it needs all the time. I mean, it's always looking for that maximum power point is what it's looking for. Uh, it's tracking that at all given times throughout that controller. It is really effective controller. Pulse width modulation, it's pulsing. Uh, it's throwing a pulse to the batteries all the time. So if I'm just throwing, uh, it's like we just talked about the gas tank a minute ago. If I was just to throw all the gas in there at one time, Boom! It blows back out, but then when you really look, it's not full. You know, it, it, it just blew a bunch just back blew out. Back, on you. It just blew a bunch back out. I mean, it just, you know, it's like filling up, uh, it's like filling up with a garden hose in a, in a bucket. You know, you turn the faucet on high, and water's blowing everywhere. You know, it's all over you and it's all over the ground. And you turn it on low, and pretty soon it just starts spilling over the top. Or right. you can got a chance to shut it off beforehand. So pulse mesh modulation would be. Uh, Let's say now that there's some foam in the bucket. Now you're just kind of got your thumb over the end of the hose and you're doing that at a pace of about 100 times per second. You're just taking, well, now I can kind of keep that foam from being so bad in the bucket. And that's what the pulse modulation is. It's pulsing the batteries and giving it a little bit of, and so they can get a, a battery up to around about the 95% level. You know, there again, you're, you're still... 10% battery bank, you know, you're, you're 5% less. I mean, you got to remember, since we're only working on the 50 cent or the 50% tile, everything's doubled. So if I can only get to 95, that 5 turns to 10, you know, because I'm working in the, the top 50 percentile. Okay. So, uh, so it definitely, definitely is, uh, uh, they're definitely good controllers. That's going to be your, 
your modest, modestly priced basic solar controller. That's what you're going to find is for your basic solar controller. Uh, now, here, one last little deal that uh, MPPT is capable of doing, and this is another big selling feature. Uh, let's just say that Wes here wants to have a 12 volt battery bank sitting in here with us, and he's got two of my 260 watt solar panels out here on the roof that are producing 24 volts each. Uh, and he's got those series together and they're gonna nominally produce uh, 48 volts each. The MPPT looks at the battery bank and it converts the voltage down to what the battery bank is needing. So it'll step that voltage down. It, can't, it cannot step it up. You can't put on 12 volt panels and step it up to a 24 volt bank battery bank but it can step it down all the way up to the maximum like I told you of 150 volts so I can string my panels together there again cause me less cable I have to buy because now I have just three cable three panels series together and just one positive one negative coming off of those and so I can step that down remember I think we talked about last time in the uh, last week uh, when I do that i I'm at a higher voltage and if I'm going down to that 12 volt bank, that's not as efficient, you know, because I'm, I'm going that big conversion. Right. But, uh, but it will still, uh, it will still work. Uh, and it's going to be the, the, the cost, the cost effectiveness is going to be probably outweigh it, you know, versus going, you know, buying extra cable and having all three come down into one, you know, and to a combiner, by the time you buy the combiner box, the extra cable, it just wouldn't it, the payoffs that's not there so okay. uh, but a pulse width modulation it's just like the bolt controller if it starts out 12 volt on the on the turbine or the solar panel it has to end up 12 volt in the battery bank uh, it cannot convert anything around it's it's got to go straight through so. all right well so it sounds like a charge controller is another great christmas gift for dad this oh, year oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, it all is i mean like i said you know along I, along with kilowatt. Along with a kilowatt meter <laughs> and, uh, and maybe a, a solar panel or two and and uh, let dad uh, start charging some of that little stuff around the house that's uh, lawnmower batteries, things of that nature. That's It's a great deal. Uh, it really is. Anything else we need to know about charge controllers this week? That kind of that kind of does it for charge controllers. They're, uh, they're just like cable. They're a very crucial part to the, your, to your uh, wind and solar system. Alright. Well this is our our last podcast before Christmas. Um, hopefully, I I will still be alive to see the podcast for the New Year's. It's kind of touch and go right now. As always, we appreciate you listening in to us and uh, buy some stuff from us so David can get the uh, the large can of popcorn for Christmas instead of just the little <laughs> free bags that we do here at the store, and he can get a nice. Christmas gift for Emily this year. There and, you uh, go. That sounds good. <laughs> give Most us a call. <laughs> get, get all the, the great stuff that we've got here at the store. Give David a call. Give our sales team a call. They'll keep the podcast coming to you all year long. And we appreciate you tuning in. There. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, and we'll look forward to bringing you another episode uh, next week. Thanks a lot. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.